Hello, welcome to Dying to Talk. I'm Buddy Feneff, a fourth generation funeral director in New Hampshire and the owner of Feneff Funeral Homes and Crematorium and the founder of the Cremation Society of New Hampshire. My co-hosts today are Mandy Damaris and Madison Smith, both longtime funeral directors with our firm. Hello, I'm Mandy. Thanks for joining us on Dying to Talk. Hi, I'm Madison. We're excited to discuss some frequently asked questions about the funeral industry. Dying to Talk is a lighthearted and upbeat discussion of those topics no one really wants to talk about. Each episode, we will choose a subject that is related to funeral service, the cremation process, or death and dying. We have Susan Juchas, who is the coordinator of volunteer services, I'm sorry, volunteer resources with the VNA of Manchester and Southern New Hampshire, and Robert Robitaille, or Roby, who is a hospice volunteer, who has been a volunteer for 15 years, who all can shed light on the actual you know, sort of boots on the ground, hospice, volunteerism opportunities. Um, welcome back. Thank you for coming back on our show. Thank you for having us back. Roy, have you, your volunteer, has it been all 15 years with the VNA Manchester? Or oh, different, yeah, different, okay. all with the VNA Manchester. Oh, wow. It's, well, that's a long time. It's been fun. Yeah. Most people can't hold the same job for 15 years, yeah. and you've been volunteering. <laughs> I'm just praying to hold this one for 15 years. You're on the... <laughs> I'm on the cusp of... Oh, we need to talk after <laughs> the show. The don't don't run off, Manny. We need... <laughs> So we're going to talk about you know fundraising and different things and what do you do with the funds. So, um, so let's talk about. I know we, we spent last week talking about there is there is training. Um, you know you just don't have someone you want to be volunteer. Great, go you know go to this location today and right. So what type of what type of training? What are the training programs that that a hospice volunteer would get? Okay, well first of all, you know I, I conduct an interview to find out um, if they're a good fit for for the, the VNA hospice. And then from there, I schedule a training. Um, the training is um, uh, about 20, 25 hours, depending on what we're going to cover. Um, and I want you to, re- to know that our, our VNA hospice, we're a team. It's not just the volunteers, even though they are the, ace, the icing on the cake, mm-hmm. as our VP says. Um, but what we have is we have RNs, we have social workers, chaplains, we have uh, uh, LNAs, um, we have a, a host, we're a team. And during the training that we have, that we conduct, like I had told you, for 20 hours, mm-hmm. we have these folks come in and talk about what they do and what to expect. And we also have um, a, uh, a lawyer that lives here in town, uh, that practices here in town, that comes in and talks about the legal aspects of dying. Can you believe there's a legal aspect? <laughs> there's a oh, legal aspect of it. Yeah, we have an upcoming show that talks about, about legal aspects of yeah. you know, it's, yeah, and it. Yeah, it really shows, encompasses yeah. a lot, yeah. you know, and um, I tell the volunteers that, you know, come come and spend, you know, two hours mm. with us and we'll give you some free legal advice, mm-hmm. you know, because the, the lawyer comes in volunteering, mm-hmm. you know, also. And then also we we we're very fortunate that uh, Buddy lets us come in and we we have a a tour and he talks a lot about you know the different types of funerals that they can have and uh, you know that that whole process. So um, so we we cover everything everything in the training so that when they're out there they're comfortable. But I also tell them that they can shadow a more seasoned volunteer or myself mm-hmm. uh, before they can you know go on fly solo. We also do, and I, and I have to tell this to our patients and the caregivers all the time, 
that we really, really check out our volunteers, okay? We do all kinds of background checks on them. Because you're sending them into people's homes. Exactly, at a very... I mean, I've obviously never heard any issue with the VNA of Manchester or anything in New Hampshire, but, you know, you read stories in the funeral home magazines that, you know, hospice volunteer goes to, you know, little ladies, and, you know, to this, and so, yeah, you must have to do lots of... Oh yeah, pretty yeah. diligent we do a screening. We yeah. do a uh, criminal background check, and then BEAS, which is the elder abuse. Um, mm. And uh, no, we just want to make sure that you know we have a volunteer that is up and up. You know, right. um, and and I have gotten things back saying, Hoo, hoo, you know, maybe maybe you sh- maybe you should find somewhere else to volunteer." Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, when that that red yeah. flag comes back, yeah. you know, um, and then we also do a really extensive um, medical screening mm. uh, on the volunteers because they're going into homes that, you know, people are very compromised. Mm-hmm. You know, um, and then in our training, we talk about. Um, uh, ways to keep yourself healthy too. Mm-hmm. We even have a demonstration on you know proper, as simple as proper hand washing. You know, which sounds simple, but you, not many nope. people know how to do it. <laughs> no, 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 no. And uh, you know, so that's uh, you know, we want to keep our our patients as well as our volunteers mm-hmm. safe. That that twenty to twenty five hour training period. How is that broken up? Okay. Well, we've done it a couple different ways. Um, I, I find that. If you offer it like once a week, mm-hmm. you're not burning out the volunteer. Mm-hmm. Uh, right now, in, in this in this this spring, I've been conducting them uh, every Tuesday night for eight weeks. Oh, you know? okay. so it's uh, small small bits. Yes, yeah. yes, yeah, little... yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you do the marathon training, and then you know they 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 leave you, and their minds are just it's too right. overloaded, too much. To As you know, Susan, we've been doing hospice volunteer training. Part of your program, come they come to the funeral home, and they learn about, you know, what the process of making arrangements and they get sort of what we call a backstage tour yes. <clears throat> where they get to see the, you know, nothing inappropriate, but the cremation facility. One of our embalmers talks about the embalming process, look at caskets. We've been, been doing that. Well, I think we've actually been doing that longer than you've been a volunteer. We've been doing that <laughs> longer than I've been. And I got to be honest, I, I, we do it for... I feel like I cheated on you, but we do it from multiple VNAs, not just a VNA oh, of Manchester. Sorry, right sorry. Oh. <laughs> but what, what I was, where I was going with where I was going with this is it's interesting because you know we sit there we talk about you know funeral planning and why it's important to have these discussions before the per- and it's always the case that when we're sitting with the volunteers, even though we're, we're you know training them on basic information, obviously we're not expecting them to be funeral directors, but. We want to let them know that we're a resource out there. If they have a question about, oh, my mom's interested in cremation, and they don't know what the volunteer does or doesn't know, but it's so interesting when the volunteer, even though they're supposed to be learning for the patients, they also said, well, I'm interested for me too. I mean, they're, it, it almost ends up getting turned around, and, and they end up, because you had mentioned last week about how they internalize being a volunteer. The same thing with, gee, I didn't know that about funeral rangers. They're there to learn about it, but now they're thinking about our own, their own mortality, and that must, that must happen a lot when they're on the, you know, they're on scene or you know, meeting with family. So. Well, it's um, funny how you, you mentioned that. Uh, last night we had one of our, our trainings, and uh, a volunteer that was in the last class came because she wanted to rehear what we were training about, and she had said that in the bereavement group, someone asked them about in, embalming, mm-hmm. you know, and um, uh, cremation, I'm sorry. And she said, 
I could answer the question. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so um, so yes, you know, all, all that information, it, it doesn't go to waste. For right. sure. Yeah, I would think that that makes sense. You know, you, as they're going through the process with other families, they're learning more about how they want to handle their own right. affairs. Um, so they're they're not only providing a service to the family, they're receiving a service right that's what i meant to say yeah. manny you 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 actually phrased it you should just let me talk you yeah. should you why don't you become the host How's okay that? <laughs> does it come with a raise no okay fine <laughs> i'm out so um how can people learn more about becoming volunteers is there a website a newsletter or someone they should call yes well actually i do write a monthly newsletter um and i would love to uh share that with anybody that right now i'm, I'm basically sharing it with the VNA staff and and the volunteers, but um, if anybody would like to have, uh, you know, uh, I'm more than willing to share my my monthly newsletter. Um, yep. And all you'd have to do is just contact me at my email, which is s and then my last name j u t r a s at elliot e l l i o t slash h s dot org. Uh, or you can give me a call at 622-3781, and uh, we'll get you signed up for either volunteering or the newsletter, or if if you want to um, become a hospice patient, you want more information on hospice, just give us a call. And we also have a, a website, and that is www.manchestervna.org. So there's inf on the website. There's information on volunteerism and becoming a. You can you know fill out an inquiry form yep, or. Yep. Okay. Yep. There's can a link right there. Can you subscribe to your your newsletter on the website too? No, but I no? should I should be doing that. Okay. Yes. <laughs> That's very exclusive. You actually have to. You have to call her. Yes. Call her email. Invitation only. Invitation only. Mm -hmm. Are people able to donate to the VNA on the website? Oh yes, thank you for for talking about donations. You know, because we are a nonprofit. Mm -hmm. You know, so how do we run? Well, we run, you know, with uh, donations is a big part of it. So how many volunteers do you have? Uh, we have about 130. Oh, wow. Uh, That's a lot. Uh, so you're not, you're not talking, you know, no, 20 or 30 people. It's, right. it's a big group to, to manage. Yeah. Right. And so, so when I do give them that, that uh, increase of, of uh, pay of 20% of zero, <laughs> it really hurts. <laughs> <you know>? um, <laughs> really? You couldn't go to 25%? Well, I think this year we, we may Oh, that's be able nice. To. That's yeah. nice. And, and that 130 volunteers, that's, that's everybody. That's the singers. That's the, the, the therapist. Is there a lot yes. of um, flux in that number, you know, incoming, outgoing, or does it usually stay right around there? No, I, it, you know, you, you, you may gain a few and mm -hmm. lose a few, you mm -hmm. know. Uh, but, yeah, it usually stays. Uh, but I would, I would really, my goal is to see, you know, the magic mm -hmm. 200. That would be know? nice. So, yeah. so, so if you have someone interesting, you know, the, the reality is not everyone wants to, you know, or, or can mentally spend time actually, you know, at a vigil or at the home. But if someone says, do you have um, volunteers that just may want to work on fundraising? Oh, yeah. Oh, please. <laughs> <laughs> Is that the golden egg? That because our, our guild has kind of gotten a little bit smaller, uh, you know, within the last few years. And your guild is, is those that yes. do the fundraising arm yes, of the... Yes, thank you for right. mentioning that. Yes, yeah, they're the fundraisers. And, um, yeah, it, we've done, they've done so many different things that we're looking for new ideas, too. You know, so we would love some fresh blood, Great. you know. Um, so Buddy mentioned people who only want to do fundraising. If you have volunteers come in, they say, I only want to work with children. I only want to work with dementia patients. Are you able to help cater to their desires or is it what the demand no, requires? No, no, no. It's what they would like to do mm -hmm. uh, because, you know, a happy volunteer you keep. 
Right. Okay. So uh, make them happy. Let them do what their what their desire, their love, their passion is, and and then they bloom. It changes. Uh, one of the things they always ask us to do at the end of the training is to give us a list of all the functions you can get involved in and list them in order of importance. Mm -hmm. And it's funny how it changes because I want to do patience. And the very bottom of my list was grief groups, and my list got turned, turned over. Around. Hmm. And uh, so you evolve. Yeah, your passions change, and you're you know yeah. you you're in a different place in, in your life, and yeah, yeah you learn what you're good at. You yeah. learn what you're good at. Yeah. Um, you had mentioned last week, and briefly touched on it this week, that you have you have hospice um, volunteers, small aspects of life. You have you know. Um, um, some ex-priests, or not ex-priests, but retired priests, and you have some people that might be attorneys and nurses. And one of the things, because I was actually talking to my, my wife about this when she knew you were coming in, because she's a she's an ER nurse, but she used to be a hospice nurse. And I said, well, you know, she's working part-time. I said, why don't you volunteer? She said, I would have a really hard time as a, you know, knowing I already was a hospice nurse, being a volunteer, to start actually talking about pain management and this. So how do you... And you're both smiling. So how, how do you sort of, you know, if you're an attorney and you volunteer, how do you not, or if you're an ex, I keep saying ex, I probably, a retired priest, but not sort of, you know, talking about how important it is to have a, you know, a funeral mass after or a nurse and talking about. Yeah, like how, in inserting your own personal beliefs. Or uh, your, or your professional. That's a really good yeah. question. Yeah. And, you know, and that, and that is a difficult thing for, for a lot of people. But I always tell them, you leave that hat on the outside of the door mm -hmm. when you walk in, right. you know, and, um, um, but please, you know, especially the retired nurses or the nurses, you know, they have nursing degrees. If they see something, mm -hmm. say something, right. you know, but they can't push they, that on. They can't, right. right. Um, they can't actually yeah, they have to leave all that. The, you're you're yeah. going in as a, a, a lay person, mm -hmm. you know, not as an RN or, uh, you're not there legally for them. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, yeah, that's a, that's a good question, and I do say that over and over again in the training. You know, that kind of brings up a question: um, if there is a nurse there, um, or a doctor, or whomever, and um, they find themselves in a position where the hospice patient is in distress, and it's something they can do because they have the training, are they allowed to? Nope. What they do if they notice anything that is, um, you know, physically or mentally wrong and they and what they do is they call mm -hmm. the hospice uh, not the line the number I gave you the six two two three seven eight one and and tell them what's going on and let them make the decision on what's supposed to be doing you know what they're supposed to do wow. you know and uh, because we're told we tell them all the time do not call 911 <laughs> call hospice hospice is your 911 right. you know uh, and and that's hard because we're trained something happens call 911 right but most of these people are in that position where they're Correct. looking for you know to be medicated uh, you know to extend their life they're resuscitated right, right 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 most of them have dnrs yeah. you know so uh, nope i always tell them just call the office and they will make the decision so if someone wants to be a volunteer but i mean <clears throat> geographically do you need to live somewhat close to i mean do you take volunteers all over the state obviously vnas tend to be you know work a little bit more geographically you don't have patients up in in littleton you know out of manchester but do your volunteers come from a wide spectrum of of locales in new hampshire yep they do they do i mean most of them basically are are in the the two dozen towns that we, we cover which yep. is you know uh southern part of of new hampshire the concord south 
you know. Um, but no, I mean, if they're willing to travel, you know, even though I do keep that in mind when I do assign a volunteer to a patient or uh, an event on how far they're traveling, because you know, if I've got one, if I've got one that lives right in the town, why go right. four towns over? You know, mm-hmm. but oh no, no, you know, if they want to travel, we'll take them. And I think we have time for one more question, and I, I have one more question, so I'll, I'll ask. <laughs> By all means, but <laughs> okay. go right ahead. So, have you had situations where someone has been a hospice volunteer and they just say, "I want to do this for a living," and they actually somehow transition to a job at the VNA, whether it's in admin or something or other? Is that a, is that a possibility? Does that happen? Uh, well, if it happened, I, I'm really not sure. Okay. I, I have to apologize. I've only been there for well, a little, little bit over, well, close to two years. Um, but no, we have. I've heard that there are some uh, staff that were volunteers at I mean, one that point. Would seem it would be we a, even have yeah. staff that volunteer. Really? Yes. Yes. Huh. Yep. Yep. We. I, I think I have six of them that are actually staff folks, and they they volunteer because when they, when you start with the VNA, you you actually have as a staff you 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 are hospice, I should say, you have to go through the the volunteer training. So we we may we may hook them huh. even then. <laughs> what do you know? think, Roby? Do you think you're going to ever? No, I don't think. So. You stick with the no, volunteering. No, 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 yeah, you're not going to apply <laughs> for a full time job. You can't get fired. I can fire a volunteer. <laughs> Apparently, we're both being spoken to after the show today. <laughs> Thank you for joining us on another informative episode of Dying to Talk. I definitely learned a lot. If our listeners have any questions about funerals or cremations, either in New Hampshire or Vermont, I'm happy to answer them. Just email me at buddy at finef.net. That's buddy at p h a n e u f.net. Or call me on my direct line at 603-625-5778. Our contact information is in the show notes of this episode, too. 